0: welcome back to the turn of the music podcast this is episode 13 the end of the music lesson but to discuss that i need someone to talk to as always CJ is here. How
1: are you, sir? I'm good, Kyle. (laughs) I mean, at this point, people should know who you are. (laughs) Yeah. You you didn't announce, you didn't say who you were.
0: I did last week.
1: You did last week, but just not now. Yeah. Yeah. So, Just goes with the day. Goes with the day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing this evening? Uh,
0: I'm all right. I'm tired. Yeah,
1: it's been a long week. I know Wednesday it was a long week, <laughs> like, like it just and we had a day off Monday, like it's just yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: I'm excited because uh, not next week but the week after, I'm off Friday, Monday, Tuesday. Really? Why? So, because I work for the university, but the go- I, I follow the government schedule. So I have June thirtieth, June thirtieth off. It's called holiday in reserve. Basically, the university gets an extra day. It's, it's. I think it's Good Friday that they get off. That I don't get off. Right. So to even those days out, the last day of the fiscal year, I get off. Oh, nice. So and then July third is technically a family day for military. No one's going to be in the office. Everyone was told to telework.
1: So it's like almost a five day weekend. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I took off Friday, so I'll have a three-day weekend, but then I got to go in Monday, but then I'll be off on the Tuesday. So I thought about taking the third off and giving myself a five-day weekend. I still could do it. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I have no plans for those days yet, but... Yeah. You know, I've got a dog who's still in a cast. I've got... The Jeep is finally fixed.
1: That's but, good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. well done.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the dog's cast comes off tomorrow, and then I have to leash walk her still for like another two
1: weeks just to be sure she's healed. Tell your dog so. to stop doing things that hurt her, hurt herself.
0: Well, the first time she didn't do anything. The second <laughs> time she chased a rabbit.
1: So. Um. Oh, that's too funny. So what are you listening to? Anything good? Uh, I, I actually have been going... Um, I was just doing to like Corey Wong lately. Yeah. Basically, I've been sitting with the one from uh, was it Amst- wait what is it Amsterdam? No, mm-hmm. but is it Amsterdam? The Metropole. with the Metropole? Metrop- yeah. Yeah. yeah, whatever. That one. Um, I haven't strayed far away from that. Okay. Some of the mornings I've just been getting in my car and driving, so I don't even put the radio on some the the music on. Sometimes I just kind of go mm-hmm. and just yell yep. at the other driveways for being idiots. <clears throat>
0: There were some good ones this morning, man.
1: Yeah. I just, you know what it is? I, you look at them and you watch people do it. I'm not saying they're all bad drivers. I'm just saying you, Mm -hmm. you look at what people are doing. you're like, if you don't do that, we don't have traffic. Like, 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 (laughs) if if you don't do this, this is not going to happen. And we could be moving along. Yep.
0: Yep. And I was listening to a podcast last week and they said the exact same thing. Right. And I was like. It's it's so true. Like it, just stop, do what you're supposed to do. We will get there faster. Right. And then I was thinking the other day, it's like assuming that people at you know seven o'clock in the morning are driving to work, do you really want to get to work that fast? Right. It's like,
1: come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? I don't want to sit in traffic. Like if I have to be at work at eight, I don't want to have to leave at 645 to right. play it safe that I get there by eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Now typically I can get there by seven thirty. Right? right but if I leave at seven I'm getting there sometimes after eight o'clock so I'm, it's like mm-hmm. that 15 minutes the it, it's just it's too much so I have yep. to make sure I leave a little before seven just enough yep. to get on the road so mm-hmm. and there's road work everywhere oh yeah you know and I think we mentioned it once on one podcast or we were live when we talked about that, that or we were talking about it in the car about yep. that that conspiracy theory that they bought too mm-hmm. many traffic cones so instead of them yep. storing them they just put them on the streets. Yep, that's what it feels like. <laughs>
0: and I, I think my state has has bought too many traffic circles because like every weekend they're closing another road to put a new one in, and it closes the road for like ninety days. It's like that's crazy. <sighs>
1: not that they're bad.
0: They're not bad. The problem is the people around here have no idea how to use them. Exactly. And it's like it just makes it worse.
1: And they're not they're I called know, traffic the circles here, but they're called roundabouts. Right. Yeah. I was Round reading. Roundabouts. I saw something um, where a guy. I think he said it was a guy in England. He there was this note. He's like, "I just want to build a house in the middle of a roundabout because no one will ever bother you." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I, I, I have some strange um, search history in my YouTube, and I think I saw a video the other day that popped up. That it was a guy who was stealth camping in a roundabout. <laughs> I don't funny. know how that. I don't know how I got on that like algorithm, but that's
1: too funny. Yeah. So, what are you listening to, or have been?
0: Uh, still Corey Wong, uh, Truesdale as well. Um, they did a live NPR, which I put in the show notes last week. That was really good. I've been listening to the heck out of that too. But and they've got a new um, album, a new album, a new song dropping. I think tomorrow on YouTube. So that's awesome. I'll be checking that out.
1: Hannah can't speak <laughs> hannah wickland yes uh tomorrow she has a song dropping does she she has a new song coming out i nice. think it's off of the album that's coming out in october cool yeah i forget the I'll name check of it that up tomorrow. um but she has a song coming out if i can find my mouse so uh that's cool i'm curious about how that's gonna be yeah i'm i i'm assuming it's gonna be good because she's yeah all the stuff that she's put out so far has been good. And then All right, we
0: got the to-doist up. Let's go to add a task. Let's go What are you Hannah doing? Wickland. I'm putting a reminder in to check out Hannah Wickland's song.
1: Oh, let me see if I can get the the title of it. I'll go on to her Insta real quick.
0: Is she is it on Spotify or I YouTube think it's kind
1: of it... going everywhere. Okay, cool. Um let's see. it's called hide and seek. And she said, it's unlike any song I've written. Using And okay. she says, and I'll just read the little thing that she put. This was yesterday. Uh, usually I'm writing about the end of a relationship and not the beginning of one. The chaos in the chorus encapsulates that explosive feeling of wanting someone to, so badly that it almost doesn't make sense. The anxiety of just the idea of losing someone at the same time you're falling in love with them is much... Pre- it's such a bizarre experience. Cannot wait for this song to become yours in just two days. Okay. So she wrote this two days ago. So it comes out tomorrow. And I'm assuming it's on Spotify and all that, all those okay. streaming things. So cool. That's exciting. Shall we get to the book? All right. Let's get to the book. So it's going to be another
0: short chapter, I think. Um, I, this is yeah, a
1: very yeah. short chapter, and there's it's a lot of um like it's recapping mm-hmm. what he wrote about. Yes. Um which is why it's in I we we didn't give the title yet. So it's it's measure, it's not called measure 13, it's actually called Coda mm-hmm. back to the beginning. Yep. And then The little subtext is, what is more dangerous to a person, success or failure?
0: That's an interesting question.
1: It is. And he does touch base on it in the chapter. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, you know, when we get to that point, like what we talk about. I don't know what you have highlighted, because as as we all know, we don't talk about it. We kind of make it happen as we're talking. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he talks a little bit about playing a lot more. Invited to a benefit concert in Carnegie Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking that he saw a familiar face in the balcony. Yep. And he talks about how, like, I guess this is written five. This chapter, quote unquote, is written five years after because he says mm-hmm. much has changed in the last five years. Um and he says my relationship with music has allowed me to play better than ever and everyone can tell it took me a while but now i think i understand what it meant when i was told that i needed to stop playing the instrument these days even though i'm not yet consistent i do my best to play music instead of the bass
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i you know it's it's funny because i'm more i consider myself more of a singer than an instrumentalist and and I think, I've, and I've said this before, even as a singer, you, you just want to sing music. And it's yeah. hard sometimes to get yourself mentally in that state because you're so focused mm-hmm. on, I'm going to hit the note right, or I'm going to say the right word, or I'm going to do this right, right or I'm going to do that right. And and I feel like as a singer, and I'm, I'm not saying this is the case, but I feel like there's, you're so, because you're singing the lyrics of the song, Mm -hmm. You're more out there than an instrumentalist. And I don't mean that in a negative, like, in a bad way. But at the same time, everybody's out there. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's such a weird thing. And I think, uh, you know, you can hit a wrong note as a singer and probably make it work. But you're more likely to be pointed out by somebody than if you were an instrumentalist who hit a wrong note. That's my opinion. I could be completely wrong, but that's just my opinion yeah. on that matter. Right, right. You know, but that's how I see it as a, as a singer. Like, if I'm singing and I'm a little flat or a little sharp or a little that or a little this, that's going to be pointed out more than if a bassist or a guitarist or somebody bent a note wrong or played the wrong note because you can kind of mm-hmm. feed that into whatever you're playing.
0: Right, right.
1: And that's there, but at the same time, you could be out of tune. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so it's like it's a, it's like it's a weird thing. What is yeah. your take on that? Um,
0: I don't know that I would say that. I don't think that I think singers are are have that same. I I think it's an even playing field. I don't know. You that, think so? Um, I think that it's harder to. What's the? Uh, how do I describe this? I think singers react more okay. to mistakes than instrumentalists.
1: Maybe that's maybe okay. That I could. You know what? That makes sense. I can see um, what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and, and I, I think that's where that connotation could come from.
1: Okay, you're saying more in the fact that like if they sing it, sing a note, quote unquote, their facial expression may yeah. show more than okay. Yeah, I could see that, absolutely. And I
0: also think that, like, because you have, as as an instrumentalist, there's so much stuff going on, the coordination between your fingers and your brain, and you don't react as much because you're worrying about what, at least for me, no, I don't, I mean, I don't react much, I just keep going. But as a singer, because my hands are not busy, it's, there's it's easier for me to react the wrong way
1: i and you know what i i i i can i get what you're saying like i actually mm-hmm. that actually makes a lot of sense in in what like to what i was trying to say i think that mm-hmm. leads better i think that's a good point to make is that you're yeah. you're doing so much as an instrumentalist that you don't have the time to re- right okay
0: and that's not to say that singers don't do a lot of work no 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 not at all but it's just yeah. It's just that there's there's an a layer of hand eye coordination and right. other stuff going on um that I think is that takes up the brain's oh. ability to do other stuff. I think that's so.
1: totally that's a totally valid um statement. I think mm-hmm. that's a totally valid. I think that's a yeah, I could see that. That's why we talk and, about it.
0: Yeah. And that's when when um when it comes up with uh, what is more dangerous to a person, success or failure comes out. Which is an interesting question because I can see both as being very damaging to certain people. Which he states.
1: Mm -hmm. He does state that he has a few acquaintances that were very, were on the top of their game and successful and they changed Mm -hmm. and became unrecognizable and he said there was a few people that were failed and they just gave up on everything. Mm -hmm. Because of the few failures they're had. I I think it's that it goes back to the yin and yang. It's having Mm -hmm. that balance of knowing you're successful. Like Mm -hmm. he says before this, he says, the recognition of my peers makes me feel wonderful and I appreciate all of it, but I'm always sure to keep myself in check. Yep. I think that's important. I think that you have to remember where you're coming from hmm you know and you know it's funny because i brought this up once before and I, we had a discussion about it my grandfather who was an opera singer said there's gonna always be someone better than you
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay so and i know we discussed it a little bit because you felt it was a little different and but if you think about it in the context of this where he is like i have to check myself mm-hmm. in a sense that kind of fits because he's always making sure. He's always working hard, always doing this, always that. So right. he's always better than the next person. But he's keeping that balance. Right. You know? See,
0: to me, that statement is more I don't want my success to become overconfident and ego driven. Right. right. But at the same time, I don't want my failures to bring me down. So it is right. a balancing act.
1: Yeah. But. I think it's a huge balancing act. I think Mm -hmm. one of the hardest things, you know, it's funny when you, when you talk with friends and you, and you're growing up and all that stuff, you know, you're supportive and you're like, listen, it's okay. You could fail. You can make a mistake. It's Mm -hmm. good to go. But then you as an individual can't accept that advice. Yep. Yep. and and you're giving out that advice of like you got this and you know what if it doesn't work out no worries you go to the next one it'll be great mm-hmm. and you just learn from your mistakes and then at, when you right. go home and you do your thing you're like oh i can't believe i screwed that <laughs> like and you just yep. you beat yourself yep. up about it and mm-hmm. even though you are giving that advice out to somebody yep it's hard to accept and even that's a balance and it's funny because it reminds me back like all the way, even like back into middle school, I remember talking to this kid and he was a hockey player and he was a good he was a good athlete. Right. And he's like he turned around to me, goes, you know, listen, I may not be a professional, but if I see a professional doing something that could be done better, why can't I give him the advice? He goes, I should be able to give him advice and mm-hmm. be like, hey, listen, you're not doing that well. And I, and I thought about that. and I'm like. It's interesting. You know. Like, what yep. if you're doing something, and even though I may not be a professional, but I see you're doing something that is not going to help you because no one else has ever saw it, do mm-hmm. I have the right to tell you it's okay? And that comes from success and failure, too, because yeah, yeah. where do you lie on that?
0: Right. And that reminds me of, so when I was in high school, I bowled a lot. And one of my bowling coaches would take me to tournaments when he was bowling mm-hmm. to coach him. And I was like... Like you average like thirty pins higher than it. Why are you taking me? He's like, yeah, we, like, I, I can't see what I'm doing. Right. But you can, and you know what, what it should look like, and you know what, I, what, 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 can be improved. Right. You know. So it's, yeah. And 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 there's so many times where I was teaching like music lessons, like just thinking like, wow, if I could only just take my own advice, if I could be my own teacher, right? Like, <laughs> I would be a much better musician. <laughs> But, but, I, but that's a very i'm not a good enough student for myself it. <laughs>
1: so it's like they say doctors make the worst patients teachers make yep. the worst students yep. um but I mean it, he's right though you he may be a better bowler quote unquote mm-hmm. but you know enough of technique and stuff right. for you to be able to right. say hey listen when you threw the ball that way this is wide mm-hmm. hooked yep you know or yep. this is you know and it, it's it's funny because we don't look at it that way and I think mm-hmm. that's a lot of what this book is talking about Yeah, is that whole idea that whether you're a professional or not, there's still a lot to learn mm-hmm. and you're going to learn from everybody. Yep. Even if you are at the top of your game, there's still mm-hmm. going to be someone there. And, and this goes back to being better than you. And I, and I use that loosely, but there's going to be someone out there that's going to see something in you and be like, mm-hmm. they could still teach you. I think that's the a key element to this whole entire book
0: mm-hmm for sure
1: yeah. Um, yeah it's not a lot like it's just a lot of recapping
0: yeah and one of the things that I, I love <clears throat> excuse me he starts talking about Michael and Uncle Clyde and Sam and Isis and how he misses them and then he says um, he says you see to me they are music It was made clear to me that music is related to everything, especially nature and language. But in order to speak it naturally, I had to first make myself a part of it. Music herself told me that. And now that I understand what she what she was talking about, I can fully appreciate the lyric. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Um, First off, that's Amazing Grace. And that's one of his, you know, right songs. And we'll talk about it more in the second book. You know, when when he gets injured, there's a point where they play Amazing Grace to heal him. But I love the fact that he he says that, you know, Michael and Clyde and Sam are music to him. You know, there's there's just that because there's such a strong connection there, you know, and music is a part of them. I think and and they are people who I think are just so full of music that they are music.
1: Right, and it it, it goes to the whole storyline where we know that there are real people that these are based off of, but right. there's a lot of elements of the story that you don't know if they're true or not, mm-hmm. and it 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 lends to that because it could just be music that he's talking about, and yep. he person person personified music <laughs> by. That was was horrible. This is the remix. (laughs) Personified music with these characters, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. you know, and gave each one of them a part of music that stood out to him, like Mm -hmm. Isis with space, um, Sam with um, rhythm Rhythm. and tempo. And then Michael was a lot of the other elements. And Mm -hmm. Clyde was um, like the internal Yep. You know, the letting, you know, like, and all that stuff. Like, I think mm-hmm. that it's, it that's very, you know, like you said, it's cool that he, he does that. He, he yep. they are music.
0: And in the last chapter, um, you know, when, when music asked him, you know, what words would you use to describe me? One of the words he said was God. And if you relate this to, to biblical stuff, you know, one of the things that God did was made man in his own image. And right. if you think about it, you know, now he's saying that these people are music. So in a sense, music made these people in her image. Kind of a weird correlation. But you can see how you can substitute music for religion, you know, and we've said it, you know, many times that it's it's kind of this, you know, all, all religion is kind of based on the same stuff. Right. You know, and I've, I've talked with people before, you know, and people say, well, you can't say that music is God. And it's like, that's blasphemy. It's like, well, but you can call God by any name you want. Right. So why can't I call it music?
1: Right. God has different names mm-hmm. in every religion, but you're talking about yeah. God. Right. You know, and if you go by the belief that God created everything, he created music in his image. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So he is music. Mm-hmm. you know right. so it's right you know like it's just no that's true it's very true like why can't you do that mm-hmm. and it's funny because uh then he goes into the next paragraph he goes all music can be broken down into numbers and it's and it's si- <laughs> since music and life are the same i guess that life is numbers too mm-hmm. and he said i once heard someone say that all of life could be broken down into mathematical equation. And he goes, that's too much math and blah, 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 But apparently, and I don't know about this. I don't know if you know anything about this. He goes, I do know that Nashville musicians have figured out a way to read and write music without using letters at all. They call it the Nashville number system.
0: I've been meaning to look it up, and I've never done is
1: it. it. Is that tabs? I don't
0: think so. Because I Maybe. don't
1: know if that would work for everybody, because that's really guitar-based. Right. Let's see. we find out it's really you know (laughs) and anybody who's listening to this episode if you know anything about it please contact us Uh, i know kyle puts our email and info inside this show notes, so please email us if you know about it i'm very curious i'd love to know more and understand It,
0: it looks like it's just like what we do in classical music where we just number the chords of a key signature
1: okay so it's like a it's like a quick reference in a sense
0: yeah, so like in the key okay. of C, like C is one, D,
1: D minor okay. is two, E minor is three. So. Interesting. But it's using numbers. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay.
0: Which, which we do when we we'll analyze yeah. music, you know?
1: Yeah. Same thing. Absolutely. He continues on and he talks about Sam and how they're constantly in con- contact with each other because they live nearby and they're friends and all that stuff and how he's still learning from Sam. Mm-hmm. He talks about how he feels that Clyde passed away. Um, and he goes to see Clyde, and the last time he saw him, he found the harmonica. And he said that he picked up the, the har- harmonica, and he was able to play it, but he's never played the har- harmonica before. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about how he brings it back home, and he goes to play it again, and he can't play it. And I was like, that's very interesting, like, mm-hmm. to that point. And then he talks about how he goes to see isis and she's not there and they well never before you do anybody. that I,
0: I think the other interesting thing that he says after that is um i don't know what page it's on but he says um i i can't play it but i know someday i'll be able to pick it up and play it or something like that right
1: i know that i'll regain the feeling when the time is right yes right that's yes it. No, no no that's that's very important and then that continues into the ISIS thing, going to look for ISIS camp, find her. He goes out to the car, and he finds um, a card on his windshield wiper, and the only thing that's written on it is a zero. And he said he holds that in his pocket, in his wallet. I'm curious if he has a card with a zero. Ask wallet. him when you see him. Well, Will I have the opportunity mm-hmm. to speak to him?
0: I, every time I've seen him, he is. I'm going to I'm the gonna audience, ask him and, then. Yeah.
1: If that's yeah. the case, I'm going to bring the book and have him sign it or yeah. something. Um and he goes and he gets in the car and the song Let It Be is on the radio. Mm-hmm. But then he talk he goes into and he talks about the hawk and how he's kept in touch with the Red Hawk. Mm-hmm. But I think the big thing about this whole thing is he talks about meditation. Mm. And how meditation has balanced him and that he has a spidey sense Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) and if you watch if you watch a lot of his concerts for a long time he was wearing spider-man stuff and marvel stuff
1: that's awesome
0: um yeah and there's actually he actually has a spider-man comic book episode that he's in it was on his website for a while. i don't know if it's still there
1: like a like a comic book that they wrote him into Mm -hmm. yeah that's really funny let me see if it's still on his website. So in this section, he talks about Michael. And Michael says, when he first told me, well, Victor says, when Michael first told him about the, that notes were overrated, I didn't quite understand what he was getting at. I found out later that he didn't actually believe that statement. He told me that just to make me focus more on the other elements. He felt, as I now do, that the other elements are neglected by most teachers and musicians and that they need more attention. Finally. And he says, I finally understand it. And I think that's true. I, I, we, and we've spoken about this. I think a lot of times when we deal with, um, teachers, uh, private teachers, music lesson teachers, and I, I think it's more so back in the day, maybe not as much now, but I haven't been around teacher, the teachers, we focus a lot on notes. Read this, this is this, this is an A, this is a B, this is C, this is how you see Mm this, this is how you see that. Like there's not enough play. And I'm I'm curious. I would love to sit in a classroom now because there's a lot more play being involved in the classroom, even in the other subject matters. Mm -hmm.
0: Yep, for sure.
1: So how is that being integrated or put into the classroom or into a private lesson when it comes to music?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Like, do you just let and it's like I mentioned before. Um my friend's son is a trumpet player, and I asked questions about the the, the teacher, and, and they were telling me some really great things about him. And he actually told their son, you know, just once in a while, throw a song on and just play with it. Like, don't worry about mm-hmm. notes. Just figure it out. You yep. know, have fun. That's great. Mm-hmm. You know, that gives you an opportunity to kind of like listen and, and listen being the big thing. Yep, Absolutely. What do you have? Do you have anything after that? <sighs> that was
0: far after that. Um, he talks about thanking his bass guitar. Right. Um, he says thanking my bass is a new habit of mine. I used to give thanks only when I was about to eat a meal, but now I say thank you to everything. I thank my headaches, clothes, my television, and my life. And I thank music. I thank th- I-, I thank everything all the time, and it really makes a difference. Um. And back when I meditated, so I, I I spoke about it about about this app before, but um, I used Ten Percent Happier a lot for my meditation, and they would do gratification meditations, and they were when you when you follow like some of the courses, like they were like once a week, like it was a grat- gratification meditation, which I thought was really great, and I enjoyed them. Um, and I think that's important. The, the that gratification is is important to share.
1: I think. And, it, and I, and I can't, and it's not like when people are polite and say, thank you, mm-hmm. we're not talking about that We're we're talking more about f- like true gratitude mm-hmm. to a situation. Like I do my best not to throw thank you out there just willy nilly, but I'm also right. not going to be rude. Like if someone does something to me, mm-hmm. thank you very much. But like even even with certain things i'm trying to like every day be thankful and say thankful you know like manifest the gratitude and say yep. thank you for this and thank you, thank you for people that i know thank you for this person that mm-hmm. because you know in the book he talks about vibration and when you put something out there it's vibrating and it's out there yep
0: and I, and i found after reading this book like even like driving around when people let you go and you thank them I found that my thank yous were different. Like My internal thank yous to that person were, di- were different yeah. after reading this book.
1: Yeah. Because you don't want to put out negative energy. Right. Like I've tried all my life to not put out negative energy and I'm sure that I've put it out there. I'm sure you know we've all gone through mm-hmm. our stuff. We've gone through our emotions. We've gone through mental health. We've gone through everything. Everybody deals with something and I'm sure the negative... But, like, if I can know that the bigger percentage of energy that I put out there is a positive kind energy, mm-hmm. then right. hopefully that's making a difference. Yep. You know? And and it's true. I, I, I see what you're saying. Like, it, 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 it hits differently. hmm Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, he talks about how he thinks, like, every part of the instrument, mm-hmm. the people that built the instrument, you know, And then he said once he did that and he put the guitar down, he went to go pick up the guitar and he said it felt like it was as light as a feather, Mm -hmm. which I think is a very interesting thing. Yeah. You know? And then, um, and then he goes into, which essentially starts the next book. Yep. He goes into how he's on tour and he goes to visit his family. And then while he's on his family, he goes to go for a run. And then while he's on the run, you know, all this stuff starts to happen and he runs into this, he gets drawn to this kid that's sitting in his apartment just like his book started out. Mm-hmm. And he becomes a teacher. Yep. I don't know if you have anything in there that you wanted to read off. There is one thing, I, I will read one thing though. He goes, remember, Michael had said, it is easier to learn to play your instrument, but playing it well is not enough. It is time for you to enter the world of... A tr- of a true music- musician, it is time for you to become an ally of music and share her blessings. You are now the keeper of the flame. Please keep the flame alive and do not—I say—do not allow music to die. Mm-hmm. I think that hit because I was thinking about what we do and what we're trying to do and how we're trying to share music out. Mm-hmm. And 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 I truly think that this is one way to keep music alive. Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- I'm. You know. There's. There's so many different elements to that it's not just playing it it's not just being a teacher it's it's sharing it yeah. it's getting people to listen to it more and and mm-hmm. all that stuff and and yep. listening to to artists they would typically not listen to mm-hmm. so it's uh that last chapter is is like is the shortest chapter it's a recap of the book but then it, he just hits you with these like random things mm-hmm. and you're just like oh man you know <laughs> like, yep. Yep. like what the heck
0: yeah one of the one of the guys i work with he's only in on uh, one day a week but <clears throat> he shares the office with me on one day, one day a week, and his taste in music is very different than mine. Um, it's a lot of like death metal, screaming metal, that sort of thing. Um, but he, you know, he has a respect for all music, which I I love. You know, and, and today he played it for me. I don't know who it was, but it was like death metal country, and it was like it was really cool. That's funny, you know. But
1: like, yeah. like, like, like that type of.
0: Yeah, and then, like, like, but like half the song was... Yeah, it was, like, doom metal, but then it would, like, like, just kind of like, morph into, like, country. And then it would morph back into, like, the, I, the death
1: <laughs> I think people do not understand the talents that's needed to mm-hmm. do that type of metal. Yeah. there There is a musicianship there that's ridiculous. Because mm-hmm. the singer, for example, who's gutturally doing this, where they're just... Yep. They have to do this every time they're performing, mm-hmm. and if they're not doing it with proper technique, technique, they're mm-hmm. not going to have a voice after one show.
0: Yep.
1: And I know people that do it, and I and and we've had this conversation. And he'll do like three or four shows in a week, and he's still fine at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. But there's a way of do it. I follow a right. female artist who's a part of a group, and she does it. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of female artists out there that do this. That, and it's just amazing to hear their voice go yep. that guttural, and and, mm-hmm. and and then I heard her sing like sing sing. Not yep. sing, sing the the prison, but sing. She she has a great voice. She has a fantastic voice, yep. which means yep. she was properly trained and she knows how to use mm-hmm. her voice. Yeah, you know. And I was uh,
0: no good. No, it. no good. You're good. Yeah. I was going to say that I was. I remember one lesson I had with Ron. So Ron's son Ethan is a fabulous guitarist, mm-hmm. but he's into like the progressive, like real flashy metal type stuff, and he said. When when he started playing this, I I couldn't stand it, and then I realized that he is the jazz musician of my day. You know, right. like the the like the the Charlie Mingus's and you know the Miles Davis's. like like this progressive rock stuff has that sort of like it's the same stuff. It's just different, but like he realized that that was he he thought it was just noise until he really sat down and listened to what was going on and went okay. This right. is this is impressive
1: stuff. We 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 automatically it's like we hear songs we're like oh that's that's just that's horrible that's, but you mm-hmm. don't you for, you don't when you don't listen to it and really pay attention right. to what's going on in the song mm-hmm. you don't realize it's like let's let's go to the let's go to the genre that I don't listen to like I don't listen mm-hmm. to country or hip hop or all that stuff. That does not mean that I don't appreciate the fact that someone who does hip hop learns layers and layers and layers and are able to mm-hmm. create and produce this song. Right, that's still impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're finding ways to create a song, and and maybe you're just looping things, but you figured out how to do it in such a way that you produce a song. Yep. You know, and the same thing with country music. Like I don't like to sit and listen to country music, but you're fine. You you've taken a song. And you've put a twist on it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just that's why I think cover songs like we, we did that cover episode on June 11th where we did like a live show. It's interesting because it's their take on that song. Mm-hmm. Like how close are they going to stay to the original? But how much of themselves are they putting into the song to change it up? Right. You know, like what are they doing to the song to make it different? And it doesn't mean that they're wrong. It's just the way mm-hmm. they're interpreting it, you know. And we're, Like as classical train, classically trained musicians, every classical artist is going to perform the same song differently because mm-hmm. they're going to feel it differently. Yep. Like if I'm going to sing a, a classical piece, I'm not going to sing it like the guy that sang it before. I'm not going to feel it the same way he did. Right. I'm going to feel it completely different. Will mm-hmm. I listen to him and get a feel for it? Absolutely. Because I want to see what he's doing with it. But that doesn't right. mean that I, I'm going to feel it the same way.
0: And your experience, and that's because your experiences are different than his or hers.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Right, experiences play a huge factor. I have, I'm singing about something completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. good, bad, or indifferent, whatever it is. No, it's true. Yep. Yeah. This is uh this book is just it's such a good book. It is. There so it let is.
0: me ask you this. Okay. Um, after reading this book, how, how has this book changed you? Because I mean we, we tell people all the time that it's this great book but you know as far as can, can you put it into words what this book has done for your life?
1: I think no let's let, let me rephrase that. The book has impacted more than just the music end of my life. It mm-hmm. makes me realize how much I miss music, mm-hmm. in the sense of performing and doing all that stuff, and and I hope to find a way, even if it takes me the next year to get back into the swing of performing in some way, whether it's singing, whether it's playing the saxophone, whatever it may be, even if it's just for myself, just doing something musically where I'm using and lack for a better word my talent, because mm-hmm. as much as I say that I, I I don't consider myself a talented person, but. I do know I have ability, so that's that's how I see it. Um, but I think at the, the other side to it is that there's so many different elements. Like, so they talk about the the, the elements, right? He equated them not just to music but to life, and I think mm-hmm. that is the big picture too. Where music to him is life, and that's how I've always felt. But It's finding that balance of life and music that guide you through your everyday and guide you through this journey that we're on, and it puts me in a different place. Like, if we're gonna get into spirit spirituality, um, it reminds me of like. My connection to the energies that are out there, what I feel from other people, and whether it's empathetic, whether it's a nervous, whatever this situation. There's a, I know, and I've been told that I'm an empath, but my empathy is is has always been there. I always feel what the other person is feeling, and I think it brings me back to how I was many a couple decades ago, where Mm. I was more so it makes me want to recenter myself. It makes me want to get back into the meditation. It makes me want to do the things that I used to do back in the day when I was in a worse mindset than I am now. Right. You know, and I think it just, and it does it in such a way where you don't feel bad about it. You know, like it's not like, it's not like someone's going like, why are you screwing up? Mm -hmm. Like it, 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 you read it and you're like, Okay, I get that. Oh, yeah. I, and I love the fact that in the book, there are elements when he gets frustrated. Mm-hmm. And he wrote that in there. Like, yep. he didn't have to write that in there. But he yep. wrote that in there. And he shows the human side of his struggle, which is right. that frustration, that mental aspect, the the, the the anxiety, the all that stuff. And he wrote that in there. And I think that's the other element that helped me in the book is to see that, okay, he went through this too. Mm -hmm. and he wrote it in like he's just not picking out the good parts he's saying i got frustrated and i yelled at them Mm -hmm. i was like okay like that's huge that he shared that yep so i think it 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 makes me want to go back to that moment where i felt centered i felt like i had a better balance and like i said i'm in a when i was in my 20s I was a completely different mindset than I am now, and I think I'm in a better mindset now in my 40s than I was in my 20s. And I want to get back to the mi- I want to get back to the way I was in my 20s with this better mindset. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. That's what this book makes me want. Yeah. What about yourself.
0: So I'll start there. Um, there have been many times that I've said to myself, "I wish I knew this back when I was in high school and college." Because it would have changed what I do now. Agreed. Um, so that's that's one thing. Um, it I mean, this book changed the way I teach. You know, that was a huge thing. I I I revamped all of my private lessons because of this book for the better. I think.
1: Yeah, um, I could see that.
0: And I think the I think the quality of the the kids that you know. The musicians that that I I worked with was greater because of this book. I think they grew more and faster. And from a pure numbers perspective, um, I got more students when I started teaching like this, and I was more of a demand because of this.
1: Because of so. word of mouth or whatnot.
0: Yeah, word of mouth. Yep. Um, but at the same time, you know, like you pointed out, there's a lot of stuff in this book that. You know while it's it's not done in a way that is meant to demean you, um it's meant to open your eyes and it's like I've screwed up a lot, yeah, you know, yeah,
1: and not I mean, not that i am saying you screwed up a lot, I've agreed with you, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, but at the same time, it's like it wants you to do better, but like because of my stupid brain, my brain dwells on that you screwed up, and like you wasted all this time, it's not worth going forward, and it that's where I struggle. You know, it's like, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm only 41, but it's like, it's like I've wasted all this time. It's like, but I can stop wasting time and like do something better, but I still wallow in the, I've screwed up and I'm trying to get out of that.
1: It's hard so, to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel that cause I, I'm, that's one of the things that I deal with on top of other stuff. But yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I get that. And it's funny because in the book, I think it was Clyde, Uncle Clyde, who said, well, you're here now and there's a reason why you're here now. And yeah. Michael even says, he goes, why do you need to warm up? You've been warming up all your life. Mm-hmm. And I right. think that if we were to take that and put that to the life aspect versus the music aspect, mm-hmm. maybe we were just warming up to the where we needed to get to at this right. point. Yep. You know, like everything that we dealt with from our childhood to now was just a warm up. To what we're really going to be accomplishing and doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that's a hard mindset to put yourself in, to be like, oh, so all these mistakes I made and all these all that like is gonna like it's hard. But mm-hmm. it's accepting the failures that you feel you went through, and it's accepting the good and the bad and the, the ugly and saying, okay, mm-hmm. it's gonna get better because I'm better because of that stuff. Yep. Not easy to do. Nope. It's not easy to say, well, I screwed up here, but I'm better for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Because yeah. you think of everything. Did I hurt somebody? How did I do this? What did I do exactly. here? You know, and you yeah. don't want to. You never want to hurt somebody. Is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it potentially could mm-hmm. happen. But when you're someone like us, and and there's a lot of people like that 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 sits on you more than anything else. Is it? Yeah. No. I. It's it's a tough thing. Yeah. But yes the book puts it in such a way where it's not like slapping you across the face, but it's putting mm-hmm. it out in front of you and making you think about it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, are you ready for the that? Next book? I'm ready for the next
1: book. The next, the next episode is going to be more of kind of like touching base and talking. Mm-hmm. We're not, and then we're going to jump into the next, the next book.
0: I was thinking, um, and we don't have to. Don't hurt what yourself. What do you think about doing a little Corey Wong for next week? A little Corey Wong introduction.
1: As our intermission. You mean, oh yeah. Let's do it.
0: Okay. Why not? We can still do our check in, but I think eh. I mean we've been hooked on Corey Wong now for a while. I think it's worth sharing his stuff.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Why not? We've been talking about him a lot. I think we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. All and right. then maybe that live show after we'll play some more. Sounds good. Because we can't we're not gonna play full on clips, but we could share a little bit about and right. then we can do a do the episode at the live show after on his stuff. Cool. That's a great idea. I like it. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so our next episode will be that. And then the episode Mm -hmm. after that, we'll start chapter one of the spirit of music, Mm -hmm. which is a complete, is it's going to feel like it's going to feel familiar, Mm -hmm. but it's completely different.
0: It's like tears of the kingdom. Yeah. (laughs) it's familiar to breath of the wild but there's a lot of changes and a lot of it's massive compared to breath of the wild that's crazy Breath of the wild felt massive
1: so that's crazy obviously Um, i'm still hooked on zelda (laughs) that's too good that's too good real quick stuff sundays we go live at 7 30 on twitch so come join us then we'll be doing after this episode before this episode We just done. um, We focused on Palm Mystery, which is Victor Wooten's album. That is probably one of my favorite albums that he did. There's there's a bunch on there, and then um, and and that album
0: really reflects this book. Yes, thank you. So um, this book is called The Music Lesson. There is a song called The Lesson, and if you look at the the beginning of each chapter, there's a bunch of notes and chords. The lesson is that, like that is. What is the at the beginning of these chapters? Just the, the actual melody part.
1: It's kind of perfect um, that we're playing it after this, uh, before this episode, yeah, came yeah. Out. It yeah. worked out pretty well, yeah. So. Um, unplanned, yeah. Um, Friday nights, Kyle goes live on Twitch at eight o'clock. He's been sharing some uh new to us artists, uh, like Corey Wong and who's the other Michael, um,
0: Michael Ferris.
1: Or, Michael Farris, and then a few Truesdale, others. I'm sorry, Katie
0: Pruitt, Truesdale, Katie Pruitt,
1: right? So, the so. Check that out. Um, We do have, uh, as you know, every Tuesday our episodes drop. uh, So, you know, thank you for those who are listening every week. We have a YouTubes. So if you're enjoying these episodes and you want to see us recording them and maybe get some little extra stuff that doesn't get cut out, check it. Um, They come out a couple weeks after the episodes drop. Kyle also throws up some uh, uh, shorts on Fridays, you know, bloopers, outtakes, you know, all the funny stuff, the funny bits that we don't put into it, or we do and we just isolate them because they're funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You'll have that in the show notes. And um, please join us on our Discord. Also, in the show notes, in the link tree. What was it? July 16th, we're doing another covers, live show with covers. We'd love for you to fill out that form that you'll see in that link tree and that thing. I'm filling um, it out right now. And I, and the cool thing is is what we do is we play the original, then we play the cover, and we actually have a vote going on during the live show to see which one tends to be liked more. And out, the one we did on June 11th, like we mentioned before, the cover's won out. The versions mm-hmm. were very well done. Not that the originals weren't good, but the covers kind of won out. Yep. So um, so check out that stuff in the show notes. And so again, thank you everyone for who, who's who been listening to us each week and we appreciate it. And if you haven't picked up the book, pick up the book, read it. It doesn't matter if you're a musician And while or not. you're
0: picking it up, pick up um, The Spirit of Music. And the Spirit that's of Music, up next. yeah.
1: It's totally worth it. Amazon has it. We're not sponsored by them, but Amazon has it. Um, I think it sits around 16 bucks for both books. Yeah, it sounds read, about right. Yeah, so check it out. All right. All right.
0: So we'll see you guys next week. Thank see you, you so much week. for listening.
1: Have a good one. See ya.
0: Thank you for listening to the Turn on the Music podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Click on the link tree in our show notes to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our Twitch and YouTube channel. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on our Discord. If you like what you heard, Please share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five star rating. Remember always share the music.